Welcome to Red Pill Tour, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Have you ever tried to figure out the Elohim of Israel? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. If you did, I'd like to know how that worked out for you. Now, if you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in New York and Israel. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. So, this week's Torah reading is about the life of Joseph. It's so full of wisdom and revelation. Every time I study it, I get new insights. I know. There's always something new we can learn. In today's podcast, we want to talk about the amazing timing and provision of Yehovah. His ways are higher than ours and his thoughts higher than ours. We see it in the lives of Joseph and Father Abraham. First, let's look at Joseph. In Genesis 37, we see that Joseph was the favorite son of his father, Israel. Joseph was 17 years old when he told his brothers about a dream he had. In the dream, they were tying up sheaves of grain when his brother's sheaves bowed down to his sheaf. Next, Joseph dreamed about the sun, moon, and stars bowing down to him. Because of what the dream implied, the brothers hated Joseph. His father rebuked him, but he did ponder what the dream meant in his heart. Later in the story, we read that the brothers were in Shechem, tending the sheep, and Israel sent Joseph to check on them. When the brothers saw Joseph in the distance, they planned to kill him because they hated him so much. Reuben, his oldest brother, however, convinced them to just throw Joseph into a pit instead, with the intention of retrieving him later. While Reuben was away, the other brothers saw a caravan passing by. They sold Joseph, and ultimately, Joseph ended up as a slave in Egypt. There, he was purchased by Potiphar, a high-ranking official who worked for the Pharaoh. The scriptures tell us that Potiphar saw that Elohim was with Joseph, causing everything he did to succeed. Genesis 39 and 6 says that Potiphar left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of Joseph, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Over time, Potiphar's wife tried to entice Joseph to be intimate with her. Verse 8 says that Joseph refused, saying to his master's wife, Look, because my master has me, he doesn't know what's going on in this house. He's put all of his possessions in my charge. In this house, I am his equal. He hasn't withheld anything from me except you, because you're his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against Elohim. Miss, I noticed that Joseph was okay with being the number two guy, even though he had access to all the information and did all the work. This was excellent training for where he would ultimately end up. Those are two excellent points, Dan. Joseph had amazing character. He showed it by remaining faithful to the instructions and the ways of Jehovah by not accepting Potiphar's wife's invitation. Nevertheless, Joseph's integrity resulted in him being thrown in prison after Potiphar's wife lied about what happened. Verse 21 continues that Yehovah was with Joseph, showing him grace and giving him favor in the sight of the prison warden. 
the warden made Joseph supervisor of all the prisoners in the prison, so that whatever they did there, Joseph was in charge of it. The prison warden paid no attention to anything that Joseph did because Jehovah was with him, and whatever he did, Jehovah made it prosper. Later in the story, we learned that Pharaoh had his chief cupbearer and chief baker put in prison. As it turned out, both men had dreams, but neither of them understood the meaning of their dream. Genesis chapter 40 verse 9 reads, Then the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. In my dream, there in front of me was a vine, and the vine had three branches. The branches budded, then suddenly began to blossom, and finally clusters of ripe grapes appeared. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, so I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and gave the cup to Pharaoh. Joseph said to him, Here is its interpretation. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office. You will be giving Pharaoh his cup as you used to when you were his cupbearer. But remember me when it goes well with you. And show me kindness, please. And mention me to the Pharaoh so that he will release me from this prison. For the truth is, I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and here too I have done nothing wrong that would justify putting me in this dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was favorable, he said to Joseph, I too saw in my dream, there were three baskets of white bread on my head. In the uppermost basket, there were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. Joseph answered, Here is its interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from off of you. He will hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh off you. Just as Joseph had said, in three days, the chief cupbearer was restored to his position, and the chief baker was hanged. Through all of this, the chief cupbearer forgot Joseph. Two years later, Pharaoh had a dream, and his wisest advisors could not interpret the dream for him. At that time, the chief cupbearer remembered Joseph and spoke to Pharaoh about Joseph's ability to interpret dreams. Pharaoh sent for Joseph, who was brought out of prison, cleaned up, and presented before Pharaoh. Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream and explained specific actions to be taken based on the dream. Joseph's wisdom impressed Pharaoh so much that he promoted Joseph to be second in command to Pharaoh himself. Pharaoh's dream was from Yehovah Tsevaot, and it spoke of the coming seven years of abundance in the food supply, followed by a dire and lingering famine. Were it not for Elohim using Joseph at that precise time, much of the known world could have perished from hunger, including Israel and the covenant people. The arc of Joseph's story is very similar to what Abraham experienced in Genesis 22. There we read the story of the binding of Isaac. In verse 1, Jehovah called Abraham, and he answered, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you are to offer him as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will point out to you. Although that may sound extreme to us, Abraham did not hesitate to get up early the next day and leave with Isaac, two other young men, and provisions for the journey. Now with Isaac in tow, they had everything they needed to follow Yehovah's instructions. 
So how could the promise of Jehovah made to Abraham about through Isaac your seed will be called possibly be fulfilled if Abraham was instructed to sacrifice his son? Well, just as Abraham was about to sacrifice his son, Jehovah called to him, commanding him to not do it. That's when Abraham saw a ram caught by its horns in some bushes. He then took the ram and offered it in Isaac's stead. Verse 14 says, Vayikra Avraham Shem HaMakom Hahu Yehovah Yireh Asher Yehamer Hayom Behar Yehovah Yireh In English, it means, And Abraham called the name of that place Yehovah Yireh, as it is said to this day, In the Mount of Yehovah it shall be seen. Theologians have also translated Yehovah Yireh, or as they say in the church, Jehovah Jireh, as the Lord will provide. Abraham's story in Genesis 22 tells us of the Father's amazing timing and provision, exactly what was needed and just in time. Joseph's story, though a bit longer, had many examples of Yehovah's timing and provision as well. Joseph has a dream that appears to deal with food, and great status. Think of Jacob's timing when he sent Joseph to check on the brothers. Think of the timing of the passing caravans who purchased Joseph into slavery and transported him to Egypt. What are the odds of Joseph being sold to Potiphar, an official working for Pharaoh himself? While it surely didn't seem to Joseph to be great timing, or maybe even not Jehovah's will, to be falsely accused and thrown in jail, what were the odds that he would meet the Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker? And even after meeting them, we know that it was two years before the cupbearer remembered Joseph. Still, it was Jehovah's perfect timing. The time of plenty had not yet come, but when the time was right, Elohim sent the dream to Pharaoh, and Joseph shared the divine interpretation and divine wisdom as to what to do. And the lives of many people, including Israel, and his children were preserved during the time of famine. All of these events in Joseph's life remind me of Abraham's journey to the mountain of Jehovah, where Jehovah will provide. For Abraham, the provision was a ram for a sacrifice. For Joseph, provision meant a position of great power and a plan to save the known world from starvation. It was all done just in time. And as we follow Yeshua, we too can expect times when either his instructions or our circumstances are hard to understand. Following the example of Abraham and Joseph, we can be confident that the Father's provision will come just in time mm -hmm. and in a way we could not foresee. If he did that for Abraham and Joseph, imagine what he'll do for us. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill? and assume that Elohim doesn't use his timing and provision for his people today as he did in the scriptures? Or would you take the red pill and obey the Father's instructions with faith that his timing is perfect and that he will provide for you? Only you can answer that question. Even though situations around us seem volatile right now, the word of Jehovah is firm and sure. All praise to him who is willing and able to do above and beyond all we can ask or think. Trust him to provide for you today, and we'll do the same. Well, that's it for today's podcast. 
Please share Red Pill Torah with a friend and prayerfully consider what we said. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth. truth.